ouch, it's not a nice part of running a business. It hurts. It often doesn't feel fair. It can stir lots of emotions, sadness, anger, worry, stress, frustration. It can make you doubt yourself. People around you will say, don't take it personally. But yes, it can feel very personal when you've poured everything you've got into your business. Now, receiving negative feedback is part of running a business. It's a fact of business life. Perhaps you've already had some negative reviews or perhaps you have yet to get one. And if this is the case, then I can assure you that you will get one at some point. But how should we deal with it? How should we respond? Should we respond? Is the customer always right? Will it damage your reputation? Now, in this episode, I'll be covering all of this and I've even got an extra bonus tip at the end. So stick around to then as it's definitely not one to miss. Growing a successful business that you love doesn't have to be difficult. You just need to master a few key principles, techniques and systems. Welcome to the Kids Activity Business Club podcast, your go-to place to learn how to grow and scale your business and make it work for you. I'll be sharing with you how, as a busy mum of three, I've grown my own small but mighty Kids Activity business, starting from scratch in 2015 and transforming it into a highly profitable six-figure business that gives me the financial reward and time freedom to work just four hours a month. You'll hear how I did it, the highs and lows, the obstacles I overcame and step-by-step strategies for how you can do it too. So if you want to fill up your classes, free up your time and get more profit in your pocket, then you're in the right place. I'm Claire Attic, and you're listening to the Kids Activity Business Club podcast. Let's get started. I still remember the feeling to this day. It was like someone had kicked me in the stomach. I was sitting down enjoying a lovely movie night with my hubby, popcorn in hand, glass of wine in the other, and my phone pinged. Now, I've learned the hard way, turn off notifications when you're not working, but that's a topic for another day. Anyway, my phone was next to me on the arm of the sofa, so I glanced down and saw it. I can't remember the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, never use this swim school, they are thieves. What? That was it. Movie night ended very abruptly mid-film. Very bad wife, again, another lesson learned. I spent the next couple of hours frantically looking up who this customer was, what had happened, all the emails that had been sent, what had happened to spark these awful comments. It turns out she had booked a term of classes and halfway through the term decided to book a holiday. So she'd asked for a refund for that lesson. When the admin team politely declined her request, stating that we still had to pay for the pool hire and the teacher, even though she didn't come along, etc, etc, and offering a courtesy-free catch-up when she was back from her holiday, she decided to air her frustration for the whole world to see. Her comments hurt a lot. Being called a thief in front of the whole world was enough to reduce me into a pile of tears. This was the first negative review we had received, in a pile of many, many five-star reviews, and I managed to convince myself that this would kill my business. Everyone would read that we were thieves and not touch us with a barge pole. The reality, of course, no, it didn't kill my business. And in fact, I think it actually strengthened it. The way we dealt with the review actually put us in a really positive light, which I'll talk about in a bit. 
So I want to start by saying that receiving a negative review will not instantly kill your business. Yes, it might feel like it at the time, but 99 times out of 100, it's not as bad as it might first feel. Yes, if you've got loads of negative reviews saying the same thing, this indicates an underlying problem and something you do need to fix and fix fast if you want customers to keep coming. But potential customers reading reviews are aware that sometimes people will leave a nasty review with an ulterior motive. Perhaps they want money back when they're not entitled to it. Perhaps they want compensation. Perhaps they're working alongside a competitor and keen to put you in a bad light. But potential customers are savvy to this type of behaviour. And it's not about the negative comments themselves, but your response, which is more important. And I'm going to run through my top five tips to ensure that your response is the best it can be. My first tip is to always respond. As I just mentioned, when your business receives a negative review, potential customers will be looking for your response. If your response is missing completely, in a customer's mind, this could validate what the reviewer has said. So always respond. My next tip is not to rush that response. Yes, those comments will hurt and you'll probably feel emotional. Sometimes we want to jump in and argue back, putting your side of the story out there. However, we all know that responding when we're full of emotion is not a great idea. Give yourself time and space to respond. This will allow you firstly to listen and fully understand why the customer is saying what they're saying. Investigate the matter further if necessary so you have all the facts to hand. And finally, put together a professional response, the response that will be read by future potential customers. My third tip is to dive a little deeper. Whether you agree with what they are saying or not, you need to fully understand what they have said and why. The comment may have arrived at the end of a long, exhaustive line of communication, in which case this step has already happened. But the comment, like my, in my example, may have come out the blue. In this case, reach out to them. Say you want to help. Of course, make sure any additional conversation is taken offline as you don't want this aired in public. And if something needs changing, if something needs fixing, if an apology needs to be made, then take ownership. Tell the customer what you plan to change or fix. Apologise if an apology is needed and keep them in the loop. Tell them that it is fixed. Tell them what's changed and check that they're happy with the outcome. Take ownership. My fourth tip is that the customer is not always right. Now, there's an age old saying that goes, the customer's always right. And do I believe this? Absolutely no. Why? Well, when we run a small business, if we roll over to every request or demand that a customer makes, then we can quickly go out of business. I learned that the hard way. I remember right back at the start, refunding a customer, even though my T's and C's said I wouldn't, for missing a class, thinking that this was a one-off. She was a bit of a tricky customer and I was worried that she would dent my reputation if I didn't. However, not only did the same customer then keep asking for more and more refunds for missed classes, she also told all of her friends and they kept asking for refunds too and it made things very awkward and difficult. However, whilst the customer isn't always right, their feelings are generally always valid. If they've taken time to write you a negative review, they are not feeling good. 
Think of the times you've written a negative review or thought about doing it. You're not in a good place. And you as a business owner needs to recognise this, empathise with them. Perhaps there's something else going on in their life that's making them feel this way and you're just taking the brunt. Perhaps they feel frustrated that your T's and C's don't let them do what they want and they're taking this frustration out on you. Whilst you don't have to bend your own rules at their request, you can acknowledge why the rules may be frustrating for them, but also help them understand that they are there to keep your business going. Empathy goes a long way. Try and see things from their perspective, even if you don't necessarily agree. Next up, and this one is kind of obvious, but you do need to stay professional in your response. Not only do you need to stay professional by stripping any emotion from your response, but you also need to stay 100% true to the facts. Don't elaborate. Don't state things that you're not 100% sure about. The facts or figures you give must be spot on. Check, check and double check. Oh, and it probably goes without saying, but don't enter into an argument. It's easy to do, especially when you don't agree with what's being said, but never ever argue. So those are my top five tips, but I did promise you an extra bonus tip, which I'll get onto in a minute. But first of all, I just want to deal head on with the advice we're so often given not to take negative feedback personally. I actually find this a really difficult pill to swallow. I think it's perfectly natural to feel bad after receiving negative feedback, especially if it's not something you normally have to deal with in your business. In my head, it just shows you care. If you try to sweep those feelings under the carpet, you're not dealing with them properly and they may pop up to bite you later down the line. Now, whether the negative comments you received were valid, something needs fixing or changing, or they were unfair, try to receive them with a growth mindset. As I mentioned at the start, receiving negative comments is something every business owner has to deal with. It's part of business life. See it as a learning experience, a way you can get better, either as a business or an individual. But acknowledge your feelings. They are genuine too, but try to harness them for good if you can. So on to that bonus tip. Now, I'm a firm believer that your customers can give you an incredible insight into your own business. We generally really underutilize the power of our customers. Just the other day, I was out and about on a farm and noticed a few things that I thought could be done better. And I wasn't alone in my thoughts. I overheard a few other parents discussing the same things. People who are coming to your classes, using your booking system, receiving your emails, getting your updates, talking to your teachers, attending other classes, they have great ideas. With this in mind, do you have a system in place to capture this? A form or a channel that they can use to feed back their thoughts to you, good and bad. You want to know everything. And if you can deal with any potential issues at this early stage, if you give your customers a chance to proactively feed back to you things that you could be doing better, then not only will your business keep improving, but potential issues are less likely to end up as a negative review in a public forum too. Bonus. And there we have it. I hope you have found this episode useful. As I mentioned, receiving and responding to negative feedback is a part of business life, not necessarily a part that we particularly enjoy, but something we do have to face up to. So I hope these tips have helped you. 
And if you do encounter any negative feedback in the future, then you know the best way to respond. If you're loving the Kids Activity Business Club podcast, I want to invite you to register for my free workshop, How to Sell Out Your Classes. In this live 60-minute online workshop, learn what works and what doesn't when it comes to filling up your kids' activity classes. I'll be giving away some golden nuggets of information that will truly transform the way you think about making sales. Sign up now at claireattec.com forward slash fill up. That's claireattec.com forward slash fill up to save your seat. It's completely free and I can't wait to see you there. If you found today's episode useful, then please press the follow tab where you found this podcast to make sure you don't miss out on any new episodes. And don't forget to rate and review it too, as it will make all the difference in helping other people find it. Thanks for listening. Take care and bye for now.